It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV movies and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're reviewing Across the Spider-Verse. Finally. Now in theaters. Part two of three. We'll talk <laughs> about it But technically later. part one, if you remember when the uh, original title was released, yeah. a little confusing. Yeah, yeah. We went I, weeks of theorizing what these titles would be and we eventually mm-hmm. got there uh and mike's favorite news the teenage mutant ninja turtles drop a mutant yes. filled trailer uh just in time to be in front of the spider-verse too mm-hmm. i was like mm, your timing is very on point um a drama uh unescalates <laughs> de-escalates as dwayne johnson returns to the fast franchise uh, chris you should have said de- you should have said decelerates oh, that would have been perfect <laughs> sorry we just came off one yeah. episode I, I i didn't didn't have the steam in me so i'm sorry yes we just talked about uh spider-man across the spider-verse on our weekly review episode i guess not weekly no, that no. doesn't make oh, any God, sense I hope it it, it's gonna be almost weekly here in june there's yeah. things coming out every single week it feels like yeah but um as you can tell uh, if you just listen to that i'm still waking up i roll i literally rolled off of my pillow and onto the microphone to talk about spider-man so if you hear maybe like a sultry uh, a raspy voice out of me. Maybe you like it. Maybe you like the way I sound like this. Maybe I should always record when I uh, wake up. I, I like I like the afternoon, Mike. He sounds a little heavier. <laughs> he sounds a little perkier. He's ready to go. Um, but I'm just I'm just mellow, man. That's right. That's right. But we we got um, yeah. When a movie comes out, it's great. We're we're blessed with <laughs> with less news than normal, uh, if you will. So it gives us some time to really you know talk and have conversations during the week. I, I like how now you're you're pitching our weekly news episodes as like burdens. Like this is our like Sisyphus rolling oh, the yeah. stone up the hill. Like Look, we we are cursed to talk about the news every week in full. We're, we're not. We're, no, no, no. It, it all depends. Normally, it's like an hour, hour and fifteen, right? During a review week, we got like two hours of show. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a lighter news episode when we got to edit these. But that's just me. Um, it's nice and sunny here, Mike. I'm having a, you know, a good good summer. But, you know, you, you're putting letters in here. I don't even know if some of our listeners will understand. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, I, d- I, didn't even, I didn't even think how much I need to describe be- uh, what I did this weekend. Because I will tell you, um, correct me if I'm wrong, this is Studio uh, Ghibli film. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I, across the Spider Verse, there was a, a a trailer for Kiki's delivery delivery service. If you want to watch them in theaters this summer, like they have like Ooh, special great. presentations of them, so that's exactly the opposite about what you're about to talk about. So break it on <laughs> down for us. Yeah, we have a we have a buddy in town from Seattle this weekend, so we popped around LA uh, into some thrift stores. And I came across a VHS copy, which if you don't remember what that is, it stands for Video Home System, which I have to admit, I just Googled. I never knew what VHS <laughs> actually stood for. Uh, but it's the black plastic rectangle that used to house uh, movies. <laughs> and it is um, a four-year consideration one. Yes, and it's and it's a four-year consideration one too. So it's not like a normal spirited away, which is funny too because like I don't get it. So if, if you live out here in Los Angeles, you often come across at uh, 
thrift stores for your consideration versions of movies, right? So when the award seasons are coming around, the studios just churn out copies of movies and just send them to anybody who could theoretically be voting in any of the award shows throughout the year, right? So, I mean, and once you get these copies, they're they're essentially worthless to you, right? Because not long after that, like an actual version of it will come out, you know, a DVD could come out with special features or it's streaming. You just don't need the physical asset anymore. So it always ends up in thrift stores. So I found a four-year consideration version of Spirited Away on VHS, which is extra weird because I'm pretty sure this movie came out uh, during DVDs. Like, I don't, I didn't even know this movie existed on VHS. So we decided to have the full nostalgic experience of like, we're going to get this, we're going to get a VHS player, and we're going to watch this the way the, the way the good Lord intended on a very, very flat, uh, big screen TV <laughs> through a VHS player. I had to order a converter on uh, Amazon, but luckily it showed up next day. So I, I could plug the component cables into HDMI because my flat, the, the newer flat screens don't have component cables anymore. Mm. Um, but luckily, the adapter was pretty cheap. It came quickly. I had to borrow the VHS player from a friend uh, because VHSs are starting. VHS players are starting to reach that um, that inflection point where. Um, they're no longer just cheap, useless, useless garbage that ends up in um, dumps. They're chic. Now they're starting. Now they're starting to become um, uh, scarce and expensive. Like I just went on like OfferUp, Facebook Marketplace, just trying to see if I could pick one up real quick, and they were like over a hundred dollars. Like no way, hell no. So luckily I was able to borrow one from a friend. So I'll have to give that back. Yeah. But it was it was a fun nostalgic experience uh, watching something on VHS again. Like uh, obviously once you get into watching something, even if the quality is technically low, if you've never watched a VHS before, right? I would equate it to like maybe a, a 480p YouTube video, uh, scaled full screen, right on your TV. But you do get these unique bits that you don't get at just a low resolution video file, right? You get like some color bleeding, right at the top of the tape if it's old enough you get like these scratch and scrigglies like down in the corner of it so it's just like a it's a more of a tactile experience but surprisingly i was shocked the audio was almost perfect the audio to me was indistinguishable from just when i'm streaming stuff on like netflix so i was surprised how much the audio information still holds up on that like magnetic strip that holds all of the information of of the film but the the one thing that can't be denied of watching a VHS is just physically putting it into the player. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's such an experience where all the mechanics inside just like hug the tape and pull it in and then it goes into the machine and then you hear the whirl and spinning. It's, 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 it's comforting to hear a machine working. I feel like to play my movie, like, whereas now everything's just on SSDs, nothing spins anymore. It was a nice nostalgic experience. I think if I, if I do organically come across a VHS player at a thrift store for just like, I I don't know, like 10 or 20 bucks, I'm probably going to buy it and like put you, it into my entertainment You console. are probably in the wrong region for that. You might want to have your mom and dad look at the yard sales. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm straight serious because, you know, that, that nostalgia, like records are coming back in fashion, right? Records are out selling CDs again. Like, you know, finding vintage record players and stuff like that. People are just buying them up and, and refurbishing them and reselling them, you know, mm -hmm. chic, but like here, like this yard sale season in the Midwest, uh, and I'm pretty sure you can just find a couple on, on tables if you drive down the right, <laughs> yeah. right street here. So yeah, but I will, we we 
Go ahead. I, I was just, I was just going to say, uh, this is pretty exciting, so maybe we can talk about it next week if I get around to it. I do have a VHS that's just been in my possession for uh, over a decade now that I've never been able to watch, and it's called How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. Oh, my gosh. And it's gosh, like an yeah. officially like branded Marvel VHS. Yeah. I have no idea what's on <laughs> it. I, I think Stan Lee might be on it. I'm not 100% sure. Which is sure. funny because he didn't draw any comics. <laughs> he, he 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 wrote them but yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. like i think his face is on the back yeah, of the vhs so we'll, we'll figure out so i'm looking forward to uh to uh watching that the, but yeah some some gems in the vhs market. so a couple things uh uh real fast uh spirit away was released in in april of 20, 2003 mike so it mm-hmm. is literally 20 years old vhs in your hands today oh yeah and it was released by walt disney disney actually was the distributor yeah of, in america distributor here in america and i i do have to say the uh, the uh, i'm i'm a dub over sub type of guy in anime come at me hate me um yeah. i don't care um don't at me bro if that's even still a thing that people say and i know it's not but we're talking about vhs's this is a whole this whole conversation is vintage chris um but the the american voice cast for spirit yeah. away is amazing it's they they shelled out for sure and and i think the consideration campaign worked i think it, it, it maybe did. won you're actually holding a consideration movie that is an oscar winner so nice um so that is what i was gonna tell you i'm like i, I pulled it up and looked at because i was like you know what you're right this is like a 2000 early 2000s movie why would they do vhs version of this <laughs> um but yeah absolutely it also probably harder to digitize and pirate movies back then right when they were on tape so um, no it was it was it was it was easier but the thing is since it was a mechanical physical process the quality degraded mm. whenever you copied from the original source um, so yeah, you could do it. All you had to do is have like two VHSs because okay, this is fun because if you're young and you've never done no, this before, I, right? I, okay. This feels like this feels like hacking the matrix. You plug a VHS player into your TV and then you plug another VHS player into your VHS player and you record off of that. It's insane. It's so well, it's so that, cool. You think it wouldn't work, but it works. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, I agree, but like it's harder to digitize that's what I'm saying. Like oh, it, yes, yes, in the two thousands right. people weren't taking tapes and digitizing them in mass and then like, oh go download this off LimeWire kind of thing, right? So like tapes, you know, I, I get tape to tape, totally get that. But like tape to digital back then was just a a, a thing. So um, that's probably why they, they don't we we used to, we used to make our own custom cuts of Simpsons episodes where this was another trick where if you were recording what was off of your TV with a VHS whenever you felt the commercial was about to come on you just hit pause on your yep. VHS and then you hit play when the commercial was done and you were just you were live right. editing your recording yep. and it, we would just watch those back right. just no commercials most, most um shout out to my grandma who used to do that for us uh record TV shows when we weren't there or like movies and but like, Mm-hmm. Oh, we got the commercialist version this week. But you'd have like two or three frames of the commercial, and then like, yeah, like, like, you, there'd always just be a little bit there. Um, but the other thing is, I also own a, a Japanese VHS as well uh, for Gundam Wing Endless Waltz, the movie that Ooh, came out. Perfect, back great. Then. So uh, it's just something about VHS, man. Just just holds uh, up after it's, it's that nostalgia. If you haven't, if you've never experienced a VHS before, it's fine. You're gonna have your own nostalgia in the future for like dvds or something like that or a cd i know that there are people having nostalgia over old point and shoot cameras uh right now where they want that kind of old digital sensor uh quality on their photos so 
nostalgia escapes nobody. Uh, age and yeah, <laughs> age and, yeah. uh, and painful joints yeah. come for us it's, all. It's got it's got sound. <laughs> it's it's got sounds tactile. Like you you feel it and you hear it. Right. That's mm-hmm. core memories right there. So absolutely. Yeah. But speaking, but speaking nostalgia, of feeling and hearing things, <laughs> well, like nostalgia uh, in the in the late ni- or in the mid nineties, a game Diablo came out from Blizzard, and this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, twenty over twenty years later, we have Diablo four. And the last time Diablo came out was Diablo 3 was 2012, uh, I believe, so 11 years. And Diablo 4 came out this weekend, and um, I, I'm just having a blast uh, playing it. You choose, you know, your five main char- one of your five main character classes. I'm a necromancer, Mike, so I raise skeletons and send them out to do my bidding. Uh, and then I keep a big scythe, two-handed scythe. But I am working through the campaign before I finish it, and this... Uh, I, I'm in the final act, I'm pretty sure, but, like, this game is huge. Like, they, they have... they've gotten rid of like hey you have different sections like act one is grass act two is sand act three is a swamp right like they've gotten rid of that thing and give you one big continent with all of these like um uh, biomes on it at once so you can get on your horse your mount once you unlock it and just ride around this entire continent doing side missions or fighting creatures and leveling up and all sorts of fun stuff so uh absolutely a blast if anyone's into action rpgs it's top down you uh you can play for a little bit. You're, you're never sucked into anything more than like, you know, if you want to do five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you can, if you want to go longer, you can do that. But like, it's just a really fun game. And you know, it's got uh, at least four player co-op. It might have more. We, I've, I've played with up to four people this weekend going around and like everyone's doing their attacks on screen. Uh, but it is the, the advent of the, the looting model, right? You, you upgrade every time you get a better piece of gear, you upgrade it. And this game is like throwing gear at you left and right. So, uh, for those who haven't played Diablo, um, watch some trailers, learn about it. But I, I, I love this game. is awesome. It's nostalgic for me. Diablo Two was the first game I ever had quote unquote cracked or pirated given to me on a burnt disc. So uh, mm-hmm. to me, I'm just like living my my dream from the early 2000s, if you will. Um, re- replaying some Diablo on Xbox. It's on. It's also crossplay. That's a big thing these days, right? Mike, if you got it on your PlayStation, I had it on Xbox. Some else out on PC, we can all play together, and I think that's uh, a fantastic addition here, as they uh, they they go through releasing games. So, hmm. um, good times. It's it came out the same weekend Street Fighter Six did, and I think Street Fighter Six got tanked by this. So, oh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see how that see if that holds up later. Uh, two things I watched this week, um, both uh, from I believe the year 2018, Mike. Uh, first up was Bumblebee, the movie, the the Transformers prequel, getting ready for my Rise of the Beast next week when I get to watch it. So I dove into Bumblebee, um, starring Haley Steinfeld, who is the voice of Gwen of uh, the Spider-Verse movies, in case mm-hmm. you didn't know that. So it was fun to see her in live action. But we, this single-handedly has one of the best opening scenes of any Transformers movie ever, or, or any, anything to do with this stuff, because it starts on Cybertron with the original animated versions of the cars and robots fighting each other like mm-hmm. from the things like it's not their new michael bay versions they have like little little fast cars and like they have like their real humany looking faces right uh in in effect they're shooting each other blowing each other up lots of great action really really fun um i want more of that rather than the michael bay versions of stuff um but then Bumblebee lands on Earth and just rips apart another Transformer really quickly. So I thought that was really fun. So uh, it's it's a good movie. It's not perfect, but you know, um, it was one of jo- it's one of I guess John Cena's first action movies, right? Uh, for him, he played like the the commander in the army chasing the Transformers around. But um, 
I, I, I'm watching this the whole time. I'm thinking, like, when are they going to do a fast crossover with Transformers, Mike? <laughs> like, do you, yeah, like uh, I see how I, crazy I, those movies are getting and what they're doing in these. Like, I, I think it honestly, since it's all, um, well, I thought oh, it's all universal, right? Both uh, of those properties, so they could. I guess could it depends it. on if the uh, how much uh, money they make on the next Minions movie, right? Can we yeah. take a, can we take the financial risk of merging these two things uh, together, I, or maybe they need to take the financial risk? Yeah, I was gonna say they can sell Transformers toys. They don't, they're not selling mm-hmm. a lot of Fast and Furious toys. But yeah. um, did but did yeah. um did Bumblebee make you excited? Because I know you're gonna go see Rise of the Beast here it, shortly. It, you know, did it make you excited to go see it? Because I feel like the trailer for Rise of the Beast is not a uh, feng shuang with the, the, uh, the Bumblebee movie. Yeah, complete opposites. Bumblebee is great because it's about one character, right? And, and very minimal actual Transformers. They have the triple changers, uh, two of the triple changers. Bumblebee and then um, another one, but like that, that was it. Like really very simple, right? Very, very, very easy. And my concern with Rise of the Beast is there's a lot of Transformers in that trailer. However, I've seen some people who've seen it like, yeah, actually not a bad movie. Not the best movie in the world, but like not like it's like the best Michael Bay Transformers movie and he's not even involved in it. So mm-hmm. um, that gives me a little bit of hope that we're just that they don't know how to cut the trailers over there and they're just throwing in the busy stuff because that's what they think people want to see. So mm-hmm. um, overall, still mildly, cautiously optimistic about the new one. But um, Bumblebee, I watched it just so I had it fresh in my mind you know, coming up on that. And lastly, I watched Into the Spider-Verse because I'm interested, Mike, in when we before we wa- walked into Across the Spider-Verse, um, it's been four years, or five years, right, since they made it four and a half. Has... Like, as beautiful as Into the Spider-Verse is, do they enhance that animation any further with all the technological advances we made kind of going mm-hmm. forward? So I did watch it. It still holds up. A very awesome movie, right? We, we, we mentioned, you know, uh, Miles Universe, the halftones, the color dots, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, you mentioned chromatic aberrations kind of going on, the shifting uh, still there. Um, but, you know, really the... I wouldn't say the downfall, just one of the, the cool parts about watching Into the Spider-Verse across Spiders. Into the Spider-Verse, we only literally see one universe the whole time, right? Like, very rarely. We just see the other characters come into this universe. We don't see the other ones. So, mm-hmm. um, it was very cool to see how can they make every other Spider-Verse look different going forward. And, um, you know, we, we talk about that in our review, and we're, we're, we're going to get right into a spoiler-free version of it here in a second, but... Um, I, I think it's, it's still a great story, a great starting point uh, for that. And I forgot uh, literally how comically big the Kingpin is in that movie. Like, <laughs> like, I always forget, like, he's just a little head on, like, a big, massive black stature of a mm-hmm. body. And, and that was fun. So, um, yeah, absolutely had, had a good time revisiting that. But let's go ahead and jump into our news because everyone's here. They want to know what we thought of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse now in theaters. So you want to you wanna take lead again, second lead, or you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll just jump right on in. Because uh, you hate it, right? Yeah, you hate it. Uh, unsurprisingly, this movie is great. Uh, it, it's amazing. We go in depth in our spoiler review. So I would say go check this movie out. Um, they are definitely spoilers that you do have to avoid. And, and luckily, it seems people people seem to be um, holding up pretty well. Uh, there was, uh, there was a cameo that I didn't know about, uh, that luckily I didn't start to see people talk about on the internet until like last night or, um, 
or even this morning, this morning on Sunday. So uh, luckily, people are, are holding back a little bit, but those walls aren't gonna aren't, aren't gonna hold up for long. So I'd go check this one out. It's great, super fun time, uh, exciting, exhilarating. Uh, they push the art style even more, which is something I didn't even know was possible considering how beautiful the first film was like Chris was saying and you even see in the trailers spoiler free of course but we do just get to see more of everything more spider people more universes it's just it's just a time man we had a great time we were applauding we were cheering in my audience we had so much fun um, we do go into a few like nitpicks and you know possible critiques well, I mean, just in say, the review, like, but every, overall, just solid. Yeah, no movie is perfect, so we're always going to have that, mm. but it's not enough to detract from the enjoying movies, right? Yeah, movies, exactly. So, yeah. And, and the the most obvious flaw, if you could consider that, is just by the nature of how all of this is being structured right now. Is this is very much a part one and you're going to get most of your satisfying conclusions in March next year when the second part of this comes out. But we do still get full arcs from some characters in this film. So you do get satisfaction at the end of the movie mm-hmm. of a character accomplishing something for sure. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's just great. Of course, everyone knew, everyone knew we were going to like this, right? You know, almost all of the, all of the, the DNA from the first film carries over into this film i think some of the directors are slightly different on this film but when you're making a film of this magnitude the the i feel like the goals and the, um, the responsibilities of the creators are so much different right you know lord miller wrote this and produced this whereas like the direct there's like three directors on yeah. these movies because so much is happening you probably got a director that's looking after art you got a director that's probably looking after just technology a director looking after like the pipeline and they're all coming together having meetings I'm sure and then Lord Miller just trying to shepherd this all around which I would say is more traditionally the role of a director right so there's just so many people on a project like this so I would show your respect stay for the credits even though uh, as Chris has um, said before uh, you don't have to stay because there are no post-credit scenes right. uh, in this film, but like the credits are beautifully designed, just like yeah, the, most the, um, tentpole movies yeah. are now. So I, I would stick around. And yeah, watch. there's the mid credits, and they're they're very visually appealing and and unique, right? Just like this movie is. So absolutely mm-hmm. save for those, and then it'll send you. A, it'll tell you a reminder. Hey, there is another movie. Like uh, yeah. In um, typical, they even use the Marvel words, right? Spider-Man will return and uh, mm-hmm. beyond the Spider-Verse. So I, I think that was that was fun. Little little. Uh, was it synergy? Yeah, but, synergy is the word I'm looking for there. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, uh, Chris, how, how did you? How did oh you feel God, about man! Spider-Man. I just woof. Oh, how can I find so many good words to describe this movie? Mike? That's, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for here. No, I'm not gonna fake you out. Like, literally, it's it, it's um an absolute blast, an emotional journey. But I think you know, again, if you've not seen the first movie, and hopefully you have, going to this, you need to see the first movie. I think the the stakes, the it even references the first movie quite a bit early on right um to to get the story up and going so absolutely watch the first movie jump into across the spider-verse you will not be disappointed uh with this it's the spider-man you know and love we've got um i think you know it's not a spoiler to say there's an enhanced uh area for gwen to be at the forefront of the story not just a side character we get miles mm-hmm. he has his own story going through this um there's obviously has everyone has we've talked about to death the uh, 
Spider-Man chase through the spider lobby, right? With all the different mm-hmm. cameos you can think of. Even, you know, from the trailers, uh, there's more. And there's even more showing up throughout. And it's fun. And a lot of, uh, I would say, celebrity voice cast for a lot of these characters. Well, everyone wants to get their get their voice in the Spider-Verse, if you will. And it's, it's just a, it's, it's a great journey. And, you know, I don't want to say just fun, because fun is kind of a... It is fun, but that's a, like a generic description. Like, yeah, it's a fun movie. It is a, a a fantastic trip through, you know, again, the the idea of like, uh, you know, each spider person, what it means to be a Spider-Man and what that responsibility means for each one of them and um, what is required really to be a spider person uh, in, in your universe. And it really touches on those uh, journeys, those, those arcs, and, and gets through that really well. Uh, you know, very. I would say, um, while this is in fact part one, I would say my my other you know nitpick is like you know villains great, but maybe not as fleshed out as we need them to be, uh, mm-hmm. for them to be. And but really knowing like this is part one, it's two hours and like fifteen minutes long or something like that, maybe two twenty. Uh, you get a lot of movie. You are getting your money's worth watching this movie in the theater, and it is it is a good time the whole way through. Uh, to Mike's um, excitement, that I'm gonna just go ahead and say this, Mike. This might be a spoiler, but they only do this, the pointing meme once. They only do it <laughs> once in the movie, so he's not gonna have to boycott them. Maybe they'll do it again in the next movie. You think they'll do it once I, per I, movie? I have I have to say, we as we say, we do get to see the pointing meme in the trailer, so it is not a spoiler. But they set it up really, really well. Uh, so it was it was earned yeah. for sure. But I think it's time to retire the pointing meme. Yeah, yeah. they might do. I, I'll give them a reprise in the next movie, if you will, and, and that's it. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, I absolutely can't recommend this enough. Again, uh, my, my caveat, my, my asterisk to this would be, uh, this is not, I would say kids movie. It, it's animated. Yes. But kids movie, maybe not right. Like very, uh, heavy themes, uh, adult themes, um, in here that are, uh, I would say more maybe aimed at teenagers, right? Like, you know, the characters are teenagers really at the end of the day. So I feel they, they fit in that, the story, the, the, I guess how they set up works with them better than, than small children. But, you know, there are some bright colors and some fun characters in here if your kids like watching those on the screen uh, at, at the movie theater. So, yeah. Also, last bit, not related to the movie, Mike, lame popcorn bucket choices this year for this movie. We talked about <laughs> bringing in, we'll do the reviews, but I'm going to just go ahead. If, if you're looking to collect your popcorn buckets, it's just uh, it's just his head and, and Spider-Gwen's head. It's not that fun. So, oh well. Anything else you want to add? You want to move on to this next bit of news, which is tied directly to this movie. Uh, just go see. Just go see the movie. That's right. Take your take your friends. It, take your family. Oh, it, it also by the I'm going to scroll down. 120.5 million dollar opening weekend domestically, three times bigger than the original, and the third highest Spider-Man movie ever. So if you're not watching this movie, you're like in the minority at this point. So yes, uh, <laughs> probably probably go check it out uh, along the way. Into the Spider-Verse, um, is that streaming somewhere, Mike? I was going to ask you. Uh, well, it's Sony, so it could be anywhere because they don't have a streaming That's service. Um, I would guess Fubo. Netflix. Nope. What? Fubo. Fubo. <laughs> Fubo TV. It's, uh, you can stream it on Fubo, and that is, I believe, free. Um, or you can rent it on Apple TV. Stream. Yeah. That's the only place I see it right now. So nope, they they took it off everything, Mike. You have to pay to, uh, to watch cause it because they knew they knew yeah, it's they in knew the contract. people were going to be hunting it down. They call those blackout dates, don't they, or something like that? But anyway, uh, shifting gears here, not too far, but still in the Spider-Man universe. They, uh, Amy Pascal, uh, is out doing interviews. They're they're promoting the movie. Uh, they have confirmed that they are doing a live action version of Miles Morales. 
over at Sony. And this is why I was worried they would take this the wrong direction, right? Like, hey, you know, this movie's doing good. That means we should live action him immediately. Should you, though? Does he need to be? I think it, I think it's great. Maybe he's in the MCU as a side character, but, like, I don't I don't need I don't I mean, see they need to rush I, him, but... Like, I don't want to see Miles wasted on the uh, Morbius, Venom, Craven universe. I just want that to be its own unique, isolated dumpster fire that just gets to implode on its own. I, if if they're going to introduce Miles, do it the right way and do it within Tom Holland's movies. That's what you got to do. Treat the character with the respect that it deserves. And, like, you could actually do something really, really intense and meaningful here, right? You know, the, the origin of Miles from the comic books is Peter Parker dying. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not necessarily saying that they take that route but it it could be an interesting story arc for just um peter parker tom holland in those movies of like he's been the um for the entirety of his existence he's been the um the padawan if you will right either under tony stark or somebody else he's been taking orders but like now he's out on his own you know maybe he gets one or two more movies right and then all uh, of a sudden he has to start teaching somebody well i i think yeah i think he'd even start in the second one because i'm gonna lean into insomniac spider-man as we discussed off air what we would call it um mm-hmm. you know he he doesn't die in that one right in the in the video game world miles gets the powers uh you know similar powers but he he is under the tutelage of peter parker at that point uh, so I, w- I would like to see them maybe take that approach a little bit, right? As as the teamwork and you know, um, you know, Captain America had the Falcon and, and Black Widow and his and Winter Soldier, right? One of the we peak MCU movies. So like, wouldn't that be cool to have two Spider Man with different power abilities working together yeah. in a movie? I, like, but honestly, I'm just curious how you do it better than than the first Spider-Verse movie. What a great origin for the character. You, it's already connected to a current mm-hmm. Peter Parker, right? You get to see the whole origin unfold. Like, if they do it in the MCU, you're going to have to kind of, like, re- almost, like, reboot the um, the circumstances to get another spider by well, happening, right? Well, so maybe we... Do we get oscorp back up and well, running I, again i disagree because we never had oscorp up and running to begin with so technically maybe yeah. maybe they're trying to replicate his powers and maybe that's what is the inciting incident yeah that that could be it but we'll and we'll need to get yeah. that going they'll need they'll also need to probably get the osborns and in th- into the universe up and mm-hmm. running i'm not saying that's it that's like a bad way into it but like these are things that will have to be considered because we had the advantage of tom holland spider-man of just being spider-man when we met him we didn't have any of that kind of like you know origin baggage but they'll have to do that for miles yeah. well but i and i think the other benefit the mcu currently has is spider-man was dealing with iron man villains for his first two movies right like literally even though it was mysterio uh in the second one he was still an iron man i guess uh mm-hmm. victim uh, and then the first one no way home vulture is again an iron man victim if you will so um they they have i think they have the opportunities to maybe lean into the the all Spider-Man's people who are geneticists and other things along the way. So, uh, but with no one know who he, knowing who Peter Parker is or Spider-Man, really, that's going to be very interesting in the MCU going forward. And uh, I would like to, I would like to hope it comes out before the uh, Kang Dynasty slash Secret Wars. But uh, we'll talk more about maybe that might be delayed a little bit. But yeah, you know, I, I would like to see Miles be handed to Marvel um, and produced in Sony like uh, Peter is. But I, I agree with you. I don't want them to do it themselves because. Whoa. So, 
I, I mean, we were, we were just talking about this not too long ago. Interesting trade. Like, maybe Sony gives up their Spider-Man IP control contract to Disney, right? Oof, that's a big trade, right? What do they get in, in return? The ability to make any Marvel character animated as a movie right so like sony animation takes over like the animation point of view but also at the same time like disney historically an animation studio in origin seeding control over something animation probably doesn't look good well on paper either so eh, that's probably not going to happen yeah. now that i think well, about it well i think and I'm, this is going to shift right into our next topic here sony will never give up spider-man because abby arid is such an ignorant asshole uh like <laughs> he he thinks he is the god of spider-man because he helped create the first sam raimi trilogy right like he thinks Mm -hmm. he spider-man owes him instead of like vice versa and he just won't let it go and now he says a solo spider woman movie is coming sooner than we think and this is not making me feel any better about this because we already have the silk show on amazon we have uh, (laughs) madam webb in production that we know nothing little to nothing about um you know craven has opportunity i'm gonna leave it benefit of the doubt because you know, it is rated R. That and that's something they haven't done over there before. Venom historically looking land mediocre, right? Well, if you take one, two, three, probably gonna be middle road. There's nothing over that makes me feel confident in a Spider Woman live action movie, right? Along the way, um, no matter which Spider Woman they choose, whether it's Jessica Drew, um, which I I have heard is in Madam Web, or if they want to do a um, Gwen Stacy Spider Woman, because that's what you know she she can go by that name and stuff for one. So. With Abby Arid over there thinking he is the god of Spider-Man, I don't think Sony will ever give it up. Right at the end of the day, like they <laughs> that he is he is so far gone that he just won't let it go, and he feels slighted because they kicked him out of in the in MCU. I don't know if you remember that he was part of the Iron Man launch, and then um, mm-hmm. when Marvel Studios stood up proper, they 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 got him out of there. Uh, so I think I think he's still holding a grudge after all these years. Yeah, possibly. That could be what it yeah. is. I mean, uh, Spider-Woman, I think it would make the most sense for her origin to come out of S.H.I.E.L.D. in some way, which is not happening over at Sony, so they would have to come up with a new origin, so and I just don't you know I just the, don't really... The ultimate universe version of Spider-Woman is? Uh, I feel... I, I know she... Um, I know she like helps out Miles yep. uh, get get his suit at the origin, but I, I don't remember is she part of Shield no, or not in no, the not, Ultimate there, Universe. There's no Shield. Uh, if there is Shield. It's, it's more. Yeah, I guess there is Shield. There's Triskelion, the Avengers. But no, she's actually a clone of the Ultimate uh, Peter Parker. She's essentially what the Scarlet Spider would have been if it was a if she'd been a girl instead. So. Um, Spider Woman in the Ultimate Universe is a clone of a female clone of Peter Parker. Hey, hey. I mean, if I if I had if if somebody held a gun to my head and said, "Hey, pitch us, yeah. pitch us a story, right, to get the Sony Spider-Man universe chugging again," we don't care if it's good or organized. We just want to make money. You know, once the multiversal thing is figured out, I guess lean into clones. Yeah, that's probably like that, the next thing Spider-Man is known for. <laughs> that yeah, I would say probably even bigger. Right? Remember the '90s when they had the clone. Uh, conspiracy mm-hmm. but like i guess that would be one way like what if it was a fake out you're like oh my gosh it's a multiversal story then you come to find they're just clones there was no multiverse mm-hmm. the whole time so um it, it could be done well but i'm not excited about uh, until they pitch me what the spider woman movie is like you said i'm not excited to just hear they're making it right like, yeah. we need a story <laughs> it's for it. and it's purely down the trust issues not yeah. the subject matter exactly. we just don't trust them <laughs> no nope, not at all absolutely not at all you we, we saw amazing spider-man one and two or amazing spider-man two mostly that was him as well but 
on the other side, Spider-Man 4 with Tom Holland. Apparently, uh, Amy Pascal and Tom Holland include that talks and negotiations have been in place, right? They've been doing this to, to make this happen. But due to the uh, WJ strike in solidarity with them, they have paused all pre-production, even on this movie, um, until that's worked out. So um, Spider-Man 4 will be essentially delayed until until that's worked out. So I, I yeah. feel like that's, that's good on them to, to not do yeah, that. I- I, I briefly brought it up uh, last week that the Directors Guild and the Actors Guild are also possibly gearing up for a strike. There was some news this weekend that there might be a tentative deal with the directors, but nothing set in stone. So this is just another uh, um, PSA out there for just uh, take a step back, maybe learn a new hobby that gets you outdoors because there might be a little bit of a break in some of your favorite uh tv and movies why people are out there fighting for fair pay and i oh man i saw like a, a graphic of the executive pay at all of these studios and it's it's absolutely insane to imagine one person getting paid that much like they just get like direct deposit into their bank account every week of that mm-hmm. much money it's it feels like i'm not a i'm not a, a religious man but it feels like a sin yeah. <laughs> so hopefully uh they can uh seize some of that money and give it to the people that actually earn it so um yeah just yeah chill anyway, out <laughs> it, well it's just good to see that other again other company productions are in solidarity right like you know some mm-hmm. some jobs need to happen um you know keep going like other production places need to get, go to work and get paid you know they're not against the writers they just have a different piece in the process right uh, you know keep productions going keep them you know everything going but you know at the same time the, it's good to see higher ups especially presidents of companies respect the guild uh, at the same time so um that that's awesome to hear that so um sucks is delayed but you know what what can happen? Last time we had a Rider Strike, we got Transformers: Dark of the Moon and uh, a Revenge of the Fallen. One, one of the, the really horrible ones, and the Hero Season Two, Mike. So hopefully they <laughs> they come to a, a, an agreement quickly, and we don't have that again. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Mutant Mayhem got a new trailer this week, Mike, and this is the trailer that tells us more about the story, right? This is the one that gives us a little bit more other than the introduction. And boy, do they go all out on the mutants in this trailer. Like, I have a hard time keeping up with this trailer because there are so many TMNT characters that, you know, you don't normally see because they're they're non-humanoids, if you will. Oh, man, it's great. And I finally have my opportunity where I was able to put uh, Mutant Mayhem on our featured image for the podcast this week because the last time the trailer came out there was other bigger news that uh that overshadowed the the teaser trailer so yeah this full trailer is great you know the the art style is just so grungy i just feel like i'm living in the sewers with the turtles in in the best way we get to see more of just kind of like their teenage antics in general and yet as you were saying the story right this is not an original story when it comes to the turtles but it's something that we've haven't seen too often of where the the turtles want to be accepted by society. So what they're going to do is they're going to save the city and people are going to love them. So I I think that's, that's a great driving force for them. And they are going up, not against the faceless, you know, foot clan. They're going up literally against 
individual mutants with their own names, right? Like, you know, Ray Filet, yeah. Mondo Gecko, uh, Genghis Frog, all those other ones. Yeah, which is fun too because you can you can tell there are there's already going to be a scene where the turtles are going to like maybe kind of maybe want to join them because they've never met any other mutants before and you know maybe they're going to go go try to like uh, boost a truck full of uh, DVD players like Dominic Dominic Tretto did back oh in the my day. God, and the then... Fast and Furious <laughs> TMNT crossover. Have a, have a, yeah, I have a change. John of heart, Cena's but, yeah. in this movie too, man. You're you're all <laughs> halfway there. Um, yeah, so this this could possibly, Chris, you were mentioning when we were talking about um, uh, Spider-Verse uh, earlier in the day that uh, you've heard complaints uh, from uh, real-life humans out in the world that the first Spider-Verse movie yeah. was almost too intense for their eyeballs, right? It was too much for them they, to they, handle. They, they got visually nauseous watching the the I guess it would be like the I guess the what's that the parallax effect with some of yeah the maybe stuff going on. Uh, I don't know if this movie's gonna help at all this uh, one, uh, <laughs> this one actually I I was I'm not sold on the visuals yet on the, after watching the second uh, trailer I absolutely I, I love especially it. when the truck like the the van jumps like it looks like it's ramping through the air I'm like there's something moving that doesn't need to be moving here it it just I, I can't wait to watch it in full effect trailers again I, you can't base the entire film on the trailer but it, it, something about it just didn't seem like completely a hundred percent i'm like 90 percent there but the, the last 10 percent i'm not ready for but i, I want to see the whole thing right it's better yeah. when you're watching the whole movie that way rather than just you could, clips yeah you, you could be right right you know we're putting like you possibly 90 minutes of that into your face straight you know we'll see yeah. how intense it is but uh, as far as i'm considered i already have the art book uh pre-ordered uh, I know it's. I know that the value of the art book is going to be great, even if theoretically I hate the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll love uh, flipping right. through the book. So yeah, yeah super absolutely. super stoked for this. And then uh, the the soundtrack seems like it's going to be pretty rad. This too. is this is the, this is where I was sold. Right, my, my one of my favorite bands is Nine Inch Nails, and uh, by by default that makes uh, anything Trent Reznor does just gold to me. Uh, so Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, uh, who are known for doing movies such as um, Soul for Disney, um, Gone Girl, uh, Girl with the, uh, was it Gone Girl, I think, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo as well, you know, some some dark moody stuff, Soul, which is a jazzy soundtrack, they are they doing They did this... the Social Network too, right? Social Network, yep, um, they've, they've, done a, they've done a lot of stuff, uh, they also produced Halsey's last musical album as well, like, which, you know, won a lot of awards, they are going to score the soundtrack for this movie. So I'm like even more interested now knowing what they're going to be doing with this movie. Mm-hmm. So um, very excited for that. Overall, like I said, the trailer was great. I loved it. Superfly uh, being voiced by Ice Cube. He reminds me literally of when it's one of the Aqua Teen episodes. Um, they turn, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, MC Chris is like his, his, one of his versions is a fly, like MCP pants. Like he turns into a fly <laughs> for one of them. So um, very, very excited to see it. But yeah, there's, this is going to be another fun movie to watch uh, this summer, right? When it comes out the end of the, end of the summer, so check yeah, back for they more. did a they, they did a good job separating it far enough from uh, Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's August is when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. It's like end of the summer, uh, right? Right when school starts. Mm-hmm. Um, Vision Quest. You, I going to shift gears here into, into Marvel. You remember Vision Quest when we talked about mm-hmm. this? So this is mm-hmm. the upcoming Disney Plus uh, series with the Vision. Uh, but it's rumored to bring Viv and Vin Vision to screen. And you might be like, who the hell are these people? Well, in, in Tom King's Vision comic book, it's like six issues, he created a robotic family for himself, including like wife, kids, dogs. Uh, they all look like him. Like they were all green with like the, the pink highlights in that comic book. But he was like, hey, the Brady Bunch, like you're, you're every man kind of thing. So 
if they are going down this vision questing, he might create his own children rather than uh, lean into the mystical kids that Wanda had in, mm-hmm. in her, her show. So I think this would be interesting to have uh, robot kids. And Viv Vision went on to become a, uh, a young Avenger, if you will. So. Yeah, Seems that's like that, that's that. the that's the whole thing, right? We're all yeah. on like uh, kid watch. Yeah, in the in the Marvel MCU, like who's gonna be in this roster? They got to do Young Avengers at some point in time. They're just kind of like leaving it out there, uh, yeah. uh, you know, ripe for the picking. Yeah, they're they're not rushing it, and that's that makes me feel pretty good that we we don't know this coming. But yeah, so that is our our, our Marvel news for this week. We'll shift into one bit of uh, Star Wars news. Skeleton Crew, Mike, um, the show coming out this fall with Jude Law, uh, is um, has six episodes confirmed and consists of only three writers. Uh, each writer wrote two episodes each. So hmm. uh, John Watts, Christopher Ford, and I don't know how to say her name. Uh, it's Joe Wesner is what I'm going to call her. Um, she, uh, they, they all have writing credits, I, stuff I'd never heard of, but you know, they they each of them did episode. John Watts did one and two. Chris Ford did two and three, and Joe Wesner did four, uh, five, and six. So. Um, thought that was interesting. Uh, a, a reduced number of writers per, per I guess yeah. maybe per arc, if you will. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, six episodes. I like. This sounds like it's going to be just a tight story. Where I mean, you got to remember too out there that a skeleton crew was originally pitched by John Watts to mm-hmm. John Favreau when they were working on uh, Spider Man. Of just like, hey, what if we followed like a bunch of kids around the galaxy? Like, I like that. Go ahead and make it. So John Watts is the world is his oyster now, right? After making all of those super successful yeah. Spider-Man movies, right? So I don't think he's going to dig his feet in and just be in Star Wars Disney Plus land for, you know, for the next like, you know, five or six years. I think this is probably his story. He's going to lay it out there and probably move on to the next thing. Yeah, I'd be interested. I, I know we, we saw leaked footage from uh, Celebration, right? That, that I shared with you. Uh, they have the um, that pirate from Mandalorian, the one who, uh, not the green pirate, but is like Lackey, who was on a mm-hmm. thing. He was in there. So I wonder how much crossover or implications this will have for uh, Filoni's movie down the road, right? Because it's set in that same time mm-hmm. frame. So um, very interesting to see what, what this does and, and how this turns out. But um, it seems very focused, right? That's what I was trying to get at. So um, good for them. In uh, unsurprising news this week, Mike, the most least surprising news this week, but the, the funniest to me, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> The Rock himself, has confirmed his return to the Fast and Furious franchise by announcing that he gets a solo Hobbs movie, Mike. Um, he, has, he has squashed his beef with Vin Diesel. Uh, they've all put it in the past, and they're putting the fans and the audience in the box office first. Uh, and he, he put a, a video, I think, on his Instagram announcing this um but this will culminate this will come out before fast and furious 10 part 2 so um sounds like this is gonna be our next movie in this franchise it feels like this is the only way the rock's ego could possibly do the mental gymnastics in his head to get him to agree to this of like i will come back under the stipulation that i get my own movie and my own movie first like his movie is like basically setting up the finale of the Fast franchise. So he has like that kind of story and narrative to tell of like this finale couldn't even have happened without my character who is so yeah. important that gets his own movie. Even technically Dom Toretto 
doesn't get his own movie, yeah. even though every movie is kind of his movie, right? Yeah. Um, it is funny seeing the discourse online of just like, would this ever have happened if uh, Black Adam, you know, was yeah. successful? And it probably wouldn't have because he would have been busy making right. the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he he gambled big and lost on the Black Adam and his uh, attempted coup at the Warner Brothers DC stuff mm-hmm. and um you know what what do you do whenever you're you're that big of a star uh you know he's lined up for the moana live action movie and that's about it so yeah. uh, it it is it is interesting now that i think about it and we were talking about you know the strikes in hollywood a little bit earlier um i would assume fast and the furious x part two is at least definitely written i'm sure it was written in conjunction with um with the first one the ten, and ten I, ends on a cliffhanger i'll tell you that right yeah. now so they had to have Hopefully. Yeah, and part and part two, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not being filmed already. Maybe parts of it were filmed during production yeah. of the of part one as well. So, but now we have this Hobbs movie out of nowhere that has to get written. It has to be go through pre production, directed, edited. All of this has to be done before part two, and it was just announced. So maybe I mean, the Rock did say in his like tweet announcement that they quote-unquote squashed their beef last summer so maybe there was enough time i'm not saying you need to move heaven and earth to write a fast and the furious movie right you know so maybe they could crank it out pretty quickly but yeah they're gonna have to move pretty fast on this i i think it's already i think this has possibly been in the fire for a bit i only say this this is spoilers for fast and we've talked about it before on the show so if you don't want to hear fast and skip ahead but the post-credit scene one of them is literally the rock showing up right uh as his character hobbs uh because in the fifth movie fast five have you watched fast five yet mike recently uh i'm 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 in the middle of watching it i'm he, watching it in fits and starts but he, but he shows up in them that's his first appearance yes mm-hmm. fast 10 is the result of fast five so i'm like it makes sense to have um you know the the rock character be in and and on this because he is part of that 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 movie as a whole right he's an integral Mm -hmm. part of that so it makes sense and uh they even put him back in because in the hobbs and shaw movie he didn't have his little goatee that he has in fast five but Mm -hmm. in the fast he has the goatee mike he has his goatee back uh so i was like they've probably planned this for a little bit longer than we we anticipated but you know, most of these movies, they probably write them on the day of or, or, or write them in post, right? Hey, we're going to film you driving in a car for a little bit. Let's let's edit it later. But I don't know. I, I think I think they might get production going. I don't think Fast 10 Part 2 is um, has been filmed yet. So I, I think there is still some time to do that. And then maybe, you know, the the end credit scene of Hobbs ties into to Part 2. And that's all you need to know at the end of the day. I don't know. Yeah. So. This is crazy. I didn't think he'd come back. I never thought he'd come back. And it's funny that they, they've they now, again, smoothed everything over these big Hollywood tough guys, right? The two, they argue about who's bigger in real life pretty much. And, and they're, they're putting them back in there. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm interested to see how this turns off. Not because I have any investment in it, because it's just so funny how stupid it is at the end of the day. So <laughs> excited to kick back and laugh at their stupidity. Uh, let's talk about the Flash a little bit next. Not next week, no. Two weeks is the Flash, right? Two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, there are some early screenings actually going on this week uh, by invite only. I got an email to see one. Hey, do you want to see this early? Uh, literally within ten minutes, had it clicked accepted, and I was already on the wait list. Is how fast this went. So nice. Uh, they're either gonna let me in um, on the seventh 
which is Wednesday, to watch this, or I'm going to have to you know wait till the 15th. Uh, either one's fine with me. I don't care. Um, but again, there are still spoilers out there in there. In uh, the Aether, because they showed us at CinemaCon. Now, I did see a bit of news this week. This movie would not have been made if Michael Keaton did not return as Batman. Oh, interesting. That means he's got to be getting a pretty big payday for this one. This this is essentially, this isn't a Flash movie, Mike. This is Batman the movie, is what I'm saying. <laughs> With the Flash as a sidekick character. Like, how much Michael Keaton, all the toys are even Michael Keaton, right? Like, the hot toys and the, the sideshow collectibles are all Michael Keaton. There are more Batman, you know, you, you sell more of his ships, and or his, um, I guess, bat wings and cars, and the, the Flash doesn't have anything like that. He has a ring that his suit comes out of. So, like, this is essentially a Batman movie, right? Like, and, and the Flash is just there on the side. Yeah, it is interesting because the news came out this week that uh, Ezra Miller is going to be doing very, very, very light press for this movie in a sense of I believe they are just going to be on a red carpet briefly and that's it. They're not going to do any of those uh, junket type of situations. Uh, So maybe since they knew their main star wasn't going to be out there pumping up the movie, maybe this is kind of like the whole secret strategy of getting all of these early screenings out there. Like who needs a press tour when you got people like, you know, Tom. Yeah. Cruz yeah. and Zack Snyder out there posting that the movie's great. So, uh, props to the to the public relations and marketing yeah. <laughs> department they for this are, film of like working around this weird scenario. They've called in every favor they have mm-hmm. under the sun to get that done. Like I, I guarantee it. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to watch it just to put it, see what happened and put it behind us. But on the flip side of this, uh, this movie uh, is probably similar to the Aquaman. Uh, which they're net, but Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, James Wan has confirmed he has made changes to his movies throughout the production process to fit it into James Gunn's DCU. So Ooh. my guess there are going to be some changes along the way um, because his movie has always been kind of out there on its own, right? If you watch Aquaman mm-hmm. versus what Zack Snyder did, like Zack Snyder, they had to like, put an air bubble in the ocean to talk. And James Wan's like, no, they're, they're sea people. They can just talk underwater. Like, we don't have to do this. Um, even in what Zack Snyder's Justice League, they gave Mara a British accent at the end of it. Remember that? Um, mm-hmm. and, and she doesn't have that at all. So Mara might not even be in this movie based on the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp stuff. But like, uh, you know, I, I'm not surprised that James Wan's like, yeah, we'll, we'll change whatever. I don't care. Like I never really followed Zack Snyder's stuff anyway. So if we want to use it, let's keep, <laughs> let's keep doing it. Yeah. That is pretty interesting, right? How now the Aquaman has taken over the mantle of what is going to happen to these DC movies. Like we were so curious about the flash because we're like, well, you can't edit around Ezra Miller. Like yeah. they are the star of the film. So now with Aquaman, it's just like, Oh boy, what's happening here. It's had its own unique set of drama. You know, we don't, we don't know where this is going to go, how it's going to fit in. Uh, I mean, as we know, the easiest thing for James Gunn to do would have just been to blow everything up, right? We just get rid of all of it. Let's start from fresh. But, you know, he, he doesn't live in that world. He's going to have to hold he, on to something that makes money. Well, he'd have to blow up his stuff, too. That, I think that mm-hmm. would be the only reason he didn't blow it up. Because, like, he'd have to blow up the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker because both of those reference everything else beforehand. Uh, mm-hmm. But The Flash and Aquaman are the only two people who make cameos in the show. And those are the only two remaining after all this is done, remember? Yeah, that is true. So, uh, um, so <laughs> it's, it's it's just wild. It is wild. crazy. But and then uh, what was a couple months ago, Jason Momoa did that video where he just left James Gunn and Peter Saffron. And oh yeah, he's, he's all like excited. walking on the Warner Brothers lot. Like, yeah, man, I'm pumped. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like he's gonna be Lobo. Eh, like, not say anything yet, but um, 
yeah, I, I, this is fine. I think the Flash had some changes probably at the end. Aquaman and Lost Kingdom probably has some minor changes. Probably not a lot, really, if I'm going to guess at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, these are the, the two remaining DC pro No, three. We have Blue Beetle. God, I keep forgetting that. Three <laughs> DC properties left this year, Mike, um, which is more than Marvel has. Marvel only has one left, the Marvels, in November. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, excited to see how that plays out. All right, well, it's a short little episode for this week, but we also did a review episode. If you've seen in Across the Spider-Verse, you can listen to that. Or if you haven't, the first half is spoiler-free, and we talk a little bit more about stuff than we did here. So you can check that out. Look at the show notes for our time codes. But if people don't know what you're up to, Mike, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at liferewardsrisk.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, uh, Valdan87, or Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or the, the gaming systems of the same name. That's where I'm playing Diablo right now. Uh, but if people want to listen to our shows, listen to our reviews, we got a lot of movies we're going to be watching this summer, whether we review them here or standalone. Remains to be seen for some of these. Uh, where can they get ready to listen to all those at? Oh, head on over to superheroslate.com. That is the... Uh multiversal pocket dimension where you can find everything that you need to know about superhero slate we got our awesome upcoming release calendar yeah we got our show notes over there too you can find us on apple Podcasts, youtube spotify wherever else you love to listen to podcasts like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and get merch at superhero slash store we love hearing from you reach out let us know what did you think of um across the spider first i keep getting confused like it's into across and then beyond but i yeah. i thought for uh, uh, one point in time it was supposed to be through yeah. so i it's it's confusing uh we need to go back to the days of one two and three make it easier for me oh, yeah. uh but we um we love our super fans so if you want to be a super fan of the show it's so easy all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week folks that's right we'll catch you guys next week bye Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.